computer. And we are recording, so. All right, thanks uh, for joining us and thank you to our guests for coming out today. Uh, we are talking to Frankie Finn, one of my friends and mentors from the past several years as I've been going through life's journey. Um, he has given me some great advice and continues to, in fact, uh, talking today, uh, more great advice as always. And so we're gonna talk with Frankie and he's gonna tell us a little bit about about himself and then he has innovative solutions to a specific problem that he's going to tell us about so um, with that we're going to dive in and frankly Fra frankie go ahead and introduce yourself and let's get going frankly frankly frankie <laughs> well firstly barnsey thank you for having me on the show um you know, I love you. So this was an easy, easy hell yes for me to hang out with you and share some awesome stuff. And to all of Michael's awesome listeners, um, thank you guys for coming and listening as well to this because I think this is really going to be an amazing show. And, and we were talking a little bit about off air and I'd spent a lot of time researching what actually is the biggest problem most people face in their life. And we were talking about it. And after I did the research, I noticed there were a lot of recurring answers. In fact, I remember it was like a forum thread I read once that had like 150 pages and I counted them up one by one. <laughs> and it was so painstaking and awful. And the number one thing that came up was surprising, but not surprising at the same time, which is people said, what is my purpose? Like, why am I here? What am I really meant to do? What, what is this whole crazy life about? And I had never realized that so many people like carry this internal struggle with them around this issue because nobody freaking talks about it ever, Barnes. Yeah. I've never walked into a room and somebody says, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Michael Barnes. I struggle with my life purpose. Like nobody introduces themselves <laughs> that way. Right? And so I really spent a lot of time thinking about like, why do people get stuck and, and what would get them unstuck? And I, I really had to look deep at the things that made the biggest difference for me. And you are a huge influence in that way. So I owe you a big thank you because um, one of the things that worked really better for me than anything else was masterminds and meeting people who are already doing the amazing things you want to do or are just like-minded and going through the same kind of journey as you are and the friends and the camaraderie. It's such an uplifting thing. And it was funny because um, if you ask rich people, the, the richest people in the world, what was the most influential book you read? The number one answer of all time is Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. And one of the 17 principles he has in the book is a mastermind. And I remember the first time I heard about a mastermind, one of the lawyers I knew had one and he charged people $12,000 a year to meet three times. And I remember just thinking that was an obscene amount of money. Why would anybody pay $12,000 to meet for a couple hours? And for some reason, I got invited, not because they thought I was this like awesome genius level marketer, but it was more just like, oh, we don't really know how to fix the technology because we're all a bunch <laughs> of old lawyers. Can you come like plug in the wires and make sure the internet yeah. works? And if they have any questions about like SEO or whatever, um, can you help them, us answer? And I said, sure. So I went in there. And uh, when we went in there, it was really mind-blowing because in the first 10 minutes, one of the most successful lawyers in America, in fact, this guy spends over a million dollars per month on just on TV advertisements. And that's not the only place he's spending yeah. money, but just in that one media. And um, 
he, he sat and explained to everybody else in the group how he gets his commercials made, what the message is, who he hires to film them, uh, how he buys the TV airtime cheap as possible. Oh, how, real answers. And I immediately knew how to make a TV commercial. In fact, our, our good friend, Stephen Yen, my yep. evil Asian henchman, as you know him, <laughs> him and I, uh, months later, produced our own TV spot in the, uh, the lawyer niche. And none of that would have been possible had I not been at this mastermind. And I quickly realized that even though at, on the surface, the $12,000 to me sounded like a lot of money at the time, it was actually, for the information I was getting there, firsthand from the people doing it, that it was actually an extreme, extreme value. Yeah. And, and so, please. I, I was just going to say, you know, $12,000 sounds like a lot, but actually it also helps get the right people in the room or yeah. perhaps keep the wrong people out. Totally. Um, you and I met at a mastermind and whatever this is, four years later or something, we still uh, help each other out and communicate and do all kinds of stuff. So um, some other people... And, and as you know, you were pointing out right there, 10 minutes of that mastermind, you know, really set you or moved you really far ahead of where you would have been without it. So, yeah. you know, a lot of people that, that you and I both know, you know, the multimillionaires, they're like, yeah, I'll, tr I'll drop 10 grand on it or whatever. And in fact, all I need is one piece of information from that entire mastermind and I can, you know, make way more than my investment. So people don't understand the, the value of a mastermind or in fact, what a mastermind is a lot of times. So yeah. Yeah. And by the way, what you said is genius about keeping the right people out. That was beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. And you're totally right. And, and, you know, I kind of understand where most people are coming from on that because I didn't feel that way in the beginning and I really had my eyes opened and I'm so grateful because, you know, like you now, I'm like, I can never know too many cool entrepreneurs doing amazing things like these yeah. rare, amazing people that are, you know, not protesting for a saloon and begging the government to make solutions, but are actively making their own. They see problems in the world and they decide I'm going to innovate it, which is the, the top of, of your show, which is why yeah. it's so, so amazing. Yeah. Um, let me throw one more thing in. Right now, I'm listening to uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And what you're talking about there is, you know, the whole thing, right? And is, would a mastermind be an investment or a liability? It's an investment because you get more out of it than you put into it. And, you know, coming up with the new solutions, that's, that's how you come up with, uh, you know, more assets. You create more yeah. products or services or whatever it is that solves the issue. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I would also add like another amazing thing is it helps you kind of like really build your own beliefs faster because when there's 10 other people around you doing something, you know, it's like, okay, well, I, if they can do it, surely if that knucklehead <laughs> over there, right? If Frankie Finn can make it work, anybody can make it work. Right? <laughs> and if not, uh, one thing that I found again from the masterminds of people that I met there is these are people you would never meet otherwise. And because you sat in a room with them for a weekend, you can call them up. People you would never be able to talk to otherwise. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. What's up, Mike? <laughs> What's up, Frankie? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Wait, you, you don't remember the details of how I told you to make that commercial? 
yeah, here you go. Let me tell you again. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so so true. Actually, one of our good friends uh, is a famous uh, that we met together at a mastermind. First time is a the most famous doctor in Norway, and I was just yeah. visiting a friend in Norway, and he lives in the the same town and i would seen his calendar he's booked like six months out like 15 16 hours a day doing press conferences and opening clinics and training doctors and building machinery in this conference and that conference and i came over and he's like hey do you want to have you know breakfast with my family and i and go yeah. kayaking on, on this beautiful lake i live on on in the mountains which would yeah. never ever happen had we not met each other at a mastermind and, yeah and yeah, so th those are some of the amazing things. And then the other thing that really, for me, was super innovative on this journey as well was I had some, and this probably started long before it became a thing, but I had some really peak ayahuasca experiences that really changed the way, which, I mean, it changed the way I looked at everything from like, I was literally just not the same person from one day to the next. And for me, you know, it was, it was a long journey getting there, but I had like a, a peak mystical spiritual near-death experience and it gave me a lot like quite literally like an eternity to think about who am i and what is this life and what is this crazy um thing that we're doing and so what i ended up innovating is is really looking at this problem of like i don't really know what i want to do with my life and what my purpose is and i think you know when i really looked at it that most people got stuck for a couple of reasons one of them being um thinking that it was something you're supposed to find rather than something that you create for yourself piece by piece. And yeah. so if you're, if you're looking for it, it's, it's a hard thing to find because it's, 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 that's just not how you get there. And there's this really famous story actually, where I guess JK Rowling, the, the lady who wrote the Harry Potter series, mm -hmm. uh, I guess she was just on a train in England, like a bolt of lightning came into her mind and the, the light switched on and she had an idea for all these seven books and then she spent the next, I don't know how long writing them down, but she knew what she was going to do like in an instant, it just flashed in her mind. And, you know, finding your life purpose sometimes does work like that, but that's like 0.0001% of the people. Yeah. Most of us figure it out step by step, little by little, by intentionally getting clarity and working towards it. And when you when you do that, you realize there's yeah. actually a very predictable process to to step into that, where you can figure out what you want to innovate, who you want to innovate it for, and then bringing your creativity to it. And so, what we created is really the first kind of um, you know psychedelic uh, mastermind for entrepreneurs that exists of its kind to really bring people to that that life purpose thing because i think it's it's such an integral part to living if you right. wake up without a purpose you're gonna you're gonna every day is gonna suck because it's gonna have the color <laughs> gray not literally but kind of emotionally over everything and and when you start to to really find a deep reason why it's it life becomes fun again and it becomes yeah. like you know painting with a rainbow and, and as somebody who's been on both sides of that ledger where I've had a whole lot of gray, but I've also had a whole lot of like intentional, you know, painting your life with color and playing the music yeah. and creating your art. Um, I can tell you, you definitely as a human being would, would rather live the second. Yeah. And let me throw in there just to keep this, you know, all, all copacetic. We recommend that you go places that all this kind of stuff is legal and yeah, uh, follow the laws. We are not recommending breaking laws, but you know, here in the U.S., we've got 
law changes certain places and uh, foreign countries and all that kind of stuff. So just throwing that in. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that advisory because I definitely support the same. <laughs> Absolutely. So now back to you. Sorry. <laughs> So yeah, so really on the, the life purpose, if, if anybody's listening to this and you know they kind of resonate, is it okay if we share just like a couple ideas that might that help them in their journey? As always, um, we always want to actually give value. So yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I think the thing that most people tell you is just do what you love. And the problem with that is that that advice almost always comes from people who aren't doing what they love. Right and aren't actually living the purpose. And so it's certainly a part of living your purpose, but it's not the whole picture as a whole. And I think it's the easiest one to figure out because if you're not enjoying what you're doing, surely you're not gonna wake up fired up and passionate to do it every day. Um, and I think where a lot of people really get tripped up on that is, is not realizing that your present life experience until now gives you all kinds of clues because you've already had lots of things you liked and lots of things you didn't like. Mm -hmm. And so those experiences serve to give you clarity on, on what are the things you really do enjoy. And so I think a lot of times people get tripped up again, thinking the lightning bolt's supposed to come on and you're going to write the seven Harry Potter books, but you have all this life experience that shows you all kinds of amazing moments where, you know, you really enjoyed it. The second thing that obviously is important, but people don't always talk about it is. Uh, let, me, let me make a comment about doing what you love. I think a lot of people don't give it the, uh, the thought that it deserves, which is kind of what you're talking about, right? So, you know, I should do what I love. Well, you know, I love eating cheese. So let me go out and make a million dollars eating cheese or right. love playing computer games or reading books or. Or having sex. Right. And, and whatever it is, you know, you may not actually love it enough to, to do it for a living, right? <laughs> so there are, there's more than just the surface, what do you love, which is what yeah. most people get to. So Yeah, and exactly. And so like I said, it, it's really just a part of the whole thing. And I think the second part of it that um, is equally important, but is it has to actually be something you're you're good at that the world like you know is right. it's a skill that you bring that yeah. that you've actually got some ability in it because a lot of times the things we love fall into two different categories. There's things we love that we're really good at, and there's things we love that we're not so good at. And um, you know the things you're not so good at that you really love aren't necessarily what you're meant to be doing every day because they're not where your greatest strength is and your greatest gifts and your greatest ability to really help people make you know a pr powerful profound shift in their lives or or change them or solve some big problem and really innovate if if it's not a great skill for yourself right so yeah absolutely and and that also you know it, it brings up uh, a mindset issue, if you will, that so many of us are taught, you know, identify your weaknesses and improve them. Oh, yeah. But that's generally not the best solution. You know, identify your strengths and, and build on those. Yeah, you know, you should not just never look at your weaknesses, but trying to, you know, me trying to become a professional basketball player is never going to happen. 
I could look at my weaknesses, however, and say, hey, I should do that. Um, you know, what's more effective is, you know, I, I could go out and hire someone to do my online marketing. Exactly. I should know enough so that I can have an intelligent conversation, select a good person to hire, and then make sure that they're doing the right thing. But me becoming an expert in everything doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, there's a real profound geniusy wisdom to you when you say that, Barnsley, because um, I've done that mistake firsthand of trying to become the self-expert and everything. And you can actually, it's just like shit tons of work and you're busy right. 16 hours a day and everything falls on you and you can never delegate and you're this control freak that's never having any fun. Right. Um, it can be done. But it, it's really interesting is when you learn that all the things you hate Right. And that aren't fun to you that somebody else loves and thinks right. that's part of the, the whole thing. Right. So, exactly. um, you know, find people whose, whose, you know, their strengths complement your weaknesses. You know, for example, I have, this was a really amazing thing is one of the, the most successful entrepreneurs I know who's built multiple seven, eight figure businesses. Um, he actually manages his entire empire literally by writing handwritten notes and then he faxes them to the office usually upside down <laughs> and they have to, they have to implement it yeah and i remember when i first watched this excuse my language barnes but i was like there's no way like there's no way this guy is building these eight-figure businesses on a napkin and he's just sending people a napkin and when i finally got to sit down with this team and connect with them i met his number two person in charge mm -hmm. and the number two person uh, her name is sherry and sherry said to me you know, I love implementing things and creating solutions and doing things, but for the life of me, I can't come up with ideas. Right. And so, you know, I need somebody to give me the parameters and then I work like I'm, that's my Mozart, that's my Beethoven, that's my Picasso yeah. when you give me the parameters. But if you tell me just come up with solutions, I don't know with what or why or how to discover those things. And she loved taking those napkins and turning them into real life things. So he would be like, you know, he would, I heard this software is good, write it on a napkin, send a fax upside down. And, and she would go figure out which software is the best and, and evaluate the solutions and implement it and train the staff and, and so forth. And, and it made me realize that, that when people chase their weaknesses, they don't realize they can have these amazing symbiotic relationships with people who want all the things that, that right. you don't. Yeah. And, and I mean, I come back to as simple as the marketing, right? Yeah. So there are people who love, and, and we know some people who absolutely love doing internet marketing. I could take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I will never become the expert. And, you know, and, and you, I know, made that decision as well, right? You know, you used to do that and in the lawyer niche. And then you kind of decide, okay, this is not really what I want to do. Let me go do other stuff. So, yeah. And it was like, you know, I say this purpose stuff because, you know, not only have I helped other people obviously to do it, but I, I struggled with it firsthand for a really long time. And it's like, um, when you do something that you're good at, but you don't enjoy it, it's yeah. this weird paradox where, um, you know, your skills are needed, but you want to put a bullet in your head every single day you're doing it. Right. And yeah. so, um, 
So, you know, there's a, there's a real wisdom to finding this purpose too, because I think it makes everything flow better. And I would say the other piece, and this is the trickiest one for most people to execute on, but it's actually the easiest once you know how, and it is the world has to need your solution. Right. The world, like it, you have to be solving a problem that the world actually really finds a problem. And, and this is counterintuitive because it's backwards to how everybody does it in practice. And so to give you like a real life example, in my home city, it's a very automotive, industrial kind of rust belty town. And in this, uh, this place, there's probably, a, there's probably 200 auto mechanics, too many already. And there's a new one that opens up every day. Yeah. And usually it's, it's founded by some guy who just doesn't want to have a boss anymore. And he says, I'm going to start my own shop and work for myself. And uh, so they just do it and open a, their shop. And there's, there's no real need in the world for what they do, at least not in that market, because mm. there's already 200 too many. Now, this really happened. My last girlfriend, her dream car was to get a Volkswagen Beetle in a specific year. So we got one. And I remember she had some problem with uh, actually a, a delivery guy smashed into her car while it was Ooh. parked. And so she had to go get some, some repair work done to it. And when we went and called different places, I remember multiple people said, oh, Volkswagens are really complicated over here. They have all these special parts. Not all mechanics know how to work on. We don't touch them. Go find somebody else. Right. And so it was kind of shocking to be like, they were like, there's eight zillion too many auto mechanics and they're sending our business away. And then finally we found a guy who was actually quite near us and he only works on Volkswagens and that's wow. a shtick. I don't touch anything else. Bring your Volkswagens to me. And his shop was completely packed. And right. this guy never has to worry or struggle for business. And this is without a marketing plan other than the fact that he's solving a real need that exists in the marketplace. Cause he's really, heard that people need Volkswagens repaired because most of the other places are afraid to, to mess it up. Right. And so all things being equal, when you create your solution or your business or your purpose, your idea, you want to be the Volkswagen guy and not the auto mechanic guy who's just like, I'll just make another me too business. And most people do that without realizing is they create me too businesses right. instead of just innovating something. And sometimes we think the innovation has to be this grand, like Elon, Elon Musk, like I'm going to figure out how to take us into outer space innovation. But often it's just as simple as like, I'll figure out how to work on Volkswagens, right? Right. Um, and so there's a really simple but powerful technique that nobody does that is, I think, one of the most powerful things you can do for this. And that is just to listen to the marketplace. It means you like literally go into groups or you, to places where people have these problems and you read their comments. Right. You listen to what they have to say and you just look at where, what they're stuck on and what questions they're asking and why they're asking, what comes up over and again and, and what gets upvoted all the time and you know, what are the most common things that come up again and again. And when you do this, it allows you this kind of psychic ability to, to know what people need before they do. And this was really, really interesting for me personally, Barnsley, because when I was in the, the lawyer space, you know, you know, I had created a, basically a marketing company, you know, a marketing agency that's helping them grow their business and so forth. And what I realized is there's only about 100 people a day saying that to them. And so it's a pretty old message. And the biggest reasons it's a tired message is because I remember listening to this one lawyer's comment. And it was the question was, what's the hardest part about being a lawyer? 
Mm-hmm. And there was one answer that got upvoted a gazillion times and it said, the biggest problem with being a lawyer by far are the clients. No, I don't mean the good clients who uh, listen to you like you're a real expert, but I mean the clients who think they know the law better than you or just want to make somebody else hurt or think the law serves to, to get even with somebody else. And when I read this, you, you realize when you think about it, it's, it's they're not just looking for more clients, they're looking for more of a specific type of client. I mean, that becomes really obvious when you read that client. And so if you just shout out a lawyer, I'll get you more clients, that is utterly meaningless. But if you say, I will get you more clients, the good clients who listen to you like a real expert and help you to get rid of all the pain clients who think they know the law better than you or just want to make somebody else hurt. And when you can speak that back to them, suddenly the solution you're being offered like makes a lot of sense to them. And I think if I had to summarize what the, the three big things that most people need, it would be those three things, to love what you do, to be really good at it, and to have really listened to the marketplace so right. that you know right. what you're giving is already needed even before you ask because it has demonstrated it through their their challenges. Yeah, and, and I appreciate that. So. I've heard you say that any number of times, Frankie, um, and and hopefully it's okay. You know, I always credit you with it, but I keep telling people that, and so few people are willing to buy into it, and it's such a brilliant idea. You know, everybody says know your market and that kind of stuff, but people aren't willing to do the work. They aren't willing to listen, and so. Uh, I think that that's just such a brilliant idea. And, you know, as yeah. I said, you, it's you, not my you, idea. You know, so, so, yeah. So, so you got to stop giving me all the credit. Well, you're the one who told me. So <laughs> you get the credit I, for me and on up. <laughs> I, I did innovate it a small bit, actually. It was a, it actually came from a conversation um, years ago with Jay Abraham, who's like many considered to be the number one person in marketing. And I think he's been credited now with like 16 billion or a gajillion dollars, like, <laughs> you know, like um, evil henchman kind of money for helping businesses improve. And somebody asked him, and I remember, um, I think if I'm not mistaken, Jay Abraham charges $100,000 to write a sales letter for your company, and you have to pay him royalties on every sale it makes. <laughs> And I was just, I remember when I heard that fact, I was just blown away. And I know right. for a fact, like, if you want to consult with him for a day, it's $100,000. So, like, right. that's the level he's paying at. And he has a lineup of people happy to pay it because he's worth it. Yeah. Um, and so he has a couple of videos on YouTube. And I remember watching him. And he, like, just openly shares how he writes his sales letters. And, you know, <laughs> when somebody's charging $100,000 plus royalty, I was listening. And all he said is, I go to Amazon. I find a couple of books on the exact opposite and I, I read all the five star reviews and one star reviews to see what people really loved about things and what they really hated about it on this niche. And then I, I usually use that as the basis of writing my sales letter is to tell them, you know, the ways in which my product will do all the things they love and the ways in which my product will stop all the things they hate. And I literally just feed them their own passionate words right back to them. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so genius. That's so simple. Um, and then I realized my little tiny innovation was that I, well, I was like, well, there's more than just Amazon right. sharing this Im- information, right? I was like, Jay, you know, you're probably not up to speed on the technology. But there's like, 
there's some really good other places you could get the same info. And it's, it's really, even if once you learn how to do it, it's, it's organized for you because, you know, the, the whole social media and liking and upvoting system has actually made it really easy to know which comments are the, the ones you need to read and which ones you can just yeah. skip past. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I always enjoy listening to you talk about that. So. All right. Well, this, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. And um, as we're wrapping up here, is there anything that you wanted to add or, you know, anything you want to throw out there? How can people reach you? That kind of stuff. Yes. I would. First thing I want to add is Michael Barnes is awesome. Subscribe <laughs> to his show. He's going to have cool guests and talk about cool things. Thank if you. you're into cool guests and cool things and you like, um, you know, innovating and creative problem solving and bringing something of value and, and deep thinking, which you're such a deep thinker, Barnsley. <laughs> Subscribe to this man's show. I'm, I'm his friend for a reason. And he really lives it, by the way, because I know we've had adventures now in like, I don't know, all over the world, really. <laughs> yes. And um, some of my most fond memories are with this guy. And it's because, you know, he has a lot of deep insights and amazing things to share. So yes. subscribe yeah. to him first. And the most important thing about all of those is we actually survived them all. Yes. <laughs> Which was not fully yeah, we, guaranteed, but it was fun. Yeah. yeah, we were actually walking around the ghetto streets of Mexico in the middle of nowhere where we were the only tourists. <laughs> yes. Um, and as well, if you guys are interested in learning more about how to, to do this life purpose thing and to get some real clarity on it, um, hopefully what we've said so far has been really helpful to you. If you're looking for more, you can always go to our website, uh, we got an amazing free training for you on that. It's at sacredplantretreats.com slash register. Or you can just go to sacredplantretreats.com. You can find it from there as well. And um, I know it's really good stuff about that specific topic is how to do what you love. And of course, you know, if, if you're looking to build a business and actually get paid for it, then you have to watch that training. So Yes, absolutely. As I said recently, you know, anything that Frankie has to say, I definitely listen to it. So. And that's the best way for them to reach you or? Yes, please check right. it out. It'll be Sounds super great. easy. And, and subscribe we, once more, subscribe to Barnsley's show. Thanks. <laughs> and we will put the information in the description so you can just follow the link and learn more about Frankie and his, uh, everything that he does. So thank you very much, sir. Love you, Barnsley. Thank you. See you.